You're listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life podcast. I'm Janine Strong, and every two weeks, I have an inspiring conversation with an ordinary person leading an extraordinary life. My guest today, Christine Day, has an unusual, extraordinary story to tell. Christine Day experienced a traumatic childhood involving cult ritual abuse. In 1986, following the diagnosis of advanced systemic lupus and having been told she had just two months to live, Christine experienced a profound spiritual awakening with the Pleiadian. This enabled her to move into a place of self-healing, and she has been symptom-free ever since. In 1994, Christine was out walking in nature. She turned a corner into a meadow and found herself staring at a huge spaceship about 20 meters away. Coming out of the ship was a group of Pleiadians. As they moved towards her, they greeted her telepathically, and she was immediately filled with an overwhelming sense of their love that instantly awoke within her a deep remembrance of her Pleiadian heritage. She recognized her Pleiadian family and was brought into the memory of what had pre of what she had pre-agreed to do on this earth plane in this lifetime. And I think I will stop there and introduce you to Christine Day and let her tell you the rest of her story. Hi, Christine. Welcome. Hi, <laughs> It's wonderful to be on your show. Uh, I'm very excited. I will tell everyone we just had a a wonderful one-on-one connection, or, or as I uh, accidentally called it, reconnection. I know it wasn't accidental. And um, I'm very, very grateful. I'm very pleased to have you on. And I think the timing for this conversation couldn't be more appropriate. So uh, I'll just let you take it away. And as I come up with questions, I'll ask them. Okay. Well, you know, I think my story does start back with my childhood. And, you know, I was very much a victim of of ritual abuse from the age of two to I was 13. And I came out of that process um, all those years in in this state of helplessness um, and and just feeling incredibly overwhelmed with very broken. I emerged just where my whole sense of myself broken. And, And then it led into you know, a life of, of just really feeling desperate and helpless and hopeless because I was carrying all the energy of that abuse inside of myself. And so I found myself in the hospital, yes, diagnosed with advanced systemic lupus with just a few months to live. And when they told me that, it was almost like relief. And I mm-hmm. realized, actually, I wanted to die. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing that came, which I found exciting at the time, was I had created something to kill myself. Hmm. And that was like a huge revelation that I could even have the ability to create anything like that within me. And then the next feeling was that if I could create that something to kill myself, I could actually create my own healing. Hmm. Now, looking back in retrospect, Janine, it was like, that was like a powerful moment, a life-changing moment. I didn't understand it at, at that time. But it was like taking my power back that I had totally let go of in the years of abuse as a child. 
Um, and, and it was in that moment that I realized that in order to live, first, I couldn't afford to live the same way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was aware that I was still holding all the density and all the, the trauma and suffering inside my body, that it was all still in there. And that somehow I had to work to, to create a healing within myself. Christine, may I ask, how, how old were you when this, this particular, at this particular time when this happened? Let me think. I was um, 30 years of age, 31, okay. Okay. actually. So, was, you, so you had been carrying this around for a long time. A very long time. And oh, and God. it wasn't like I was in a happy lifestyle. I was de- I had depression. I was, you know, really suffering in life. And I really had no self-esteem, no sense of any self-worth. I, I was just broken and had been broken since my childhood. So I was carrying a broken part of me around and I was just kind of walking through life almost, you know, half dead, really. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I knew also in order to live, I had to leave the hospital that day. I had to go home and do something very differently. And yet I didn't know what that was because I wasn't connected to God. I wasn't connected to any church, any any belief systems, any spiritual work, any. I had no um, no resources mm-hmm. at my mm-hmm. fingertips, but I did leave hospital that day and I went home. Now I understand that in that moment I had also started to take my power back, just realizing that I had created this and somehow I could reverse what I had created. That energy was already flowing differently through me as I took back an aspect of my power. And of course, as I said, I had no real understanding of that in the moment but looking back in retrospect it was a turning point for me well okay now just a moment because i find this really uh important um you hadn't been doing any training any any spiritual training any uh psych you know psychology anything that would give you a background for this inner knowing that you had and i think that's important for people to realize that these things can just happen or they can just appear this this kind of knowing and it's so important that we that we listen that we're in touch with ourselves enough that we can acknowledge and hear the this kind of information that that we might be getting yes and i think it was important they were inspired that was an inspired moment and i didn't have any inspired moments in my life let me tell you mm. but mm-hmm. i also know it was a destiny timing for me to move into another place of myself, that higher part of myself that was fully intact, but I wasn't connected to it, but it was connected to me. Mm-hmm. I went on home thinking, well, what am I going to do? I had heard of people meditating. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to sit. I'm going to just sit and I guess that's in my mind, that was meditation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I didn't do anything differently, but I, but I sat and I just waited. And it was like I just sat and waited in that whatever that meditation was, not doing anything because I didn't understand meditation. But it was only a few days later that I had this incredible light 
this incredible, not only light, love, a love that I has I have ne- had never experienced in my living up to that point coming into me. And I was filled with this love. And I thought it's got to be the love of God. And it brings me emotion already. I just mm. think about it. It was so such a healing balm for me, that love, to be feel that love that had never been accessible to me in my life up to that point. And I just called it God because I couldn't think of it being anything else. And this love kept flowing through to me. It didn't stop. It kept being there constant within me in wow. that time. And and so I, I just bathed in that love and it was like it started to reverse the energy in my body. I started to have a sense of joy for the first time, of 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 comfort, of it was like I was just being bathed in this constant love that started to transform me and heal me. And and from that I started to get understanding and information and guidance. And it was like I was just being with God in that love. And from there I, I, I started working with my son who was very ill mm-hmm. and putting my hands on him. And as I did that, it was like he started to heal. And so there was a, a tremendous transformation that was taking place within me, within my son. And then pretty soon people noticed the changes and I started to work with others and I was just channeling this pure love from God. But, of course, it wasn't from God. But at that point, it's all I knew. Mm-hmm. It was later that I knew that it was the Pleiadians, my Pleiadian family that was coming and channeling through me for my own self-healing. Now, Christine, when this started happening, did you did you question it? Did you think you were going crazy? Did were there how 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 did you come to accept it as as being a part of you? Well, Janine, it was so easy to do that because I was in such a chronic state of depression and darkness and blackness. Mm. You know, I was just depressed. There was there was no light for me anywhere in my life. No relief from the pain. And all of a sudden, when this light coming in and the love. There was illumination. I was I was lifted out of that darkness, that despair, that hopelessness, and and I, I was just feeling joy from the love. So what what more do you need than that? Yeah. <laughs> it was like I was being transported transported from death to life. Wow, I just I it gives me the chills. It makes me very emotional. I just I mean I can't imagine. Growing up in the way that you did and, and, you know, not having any kind of a, a template of something positive, something uplifting to, um, you know, to follow. And, and I can only imagine how depressing and how, how hopeless that must have been for you. And to have that change, it just. Very much a desperate, desperate time for, and it went forever. There was no end in sight uh, for a small child. So that I was being imprinted by the love and reborn in that love. Mm -hmm. 
And so I made a commitment because of the love, and it was constant. It didn't ever deviate. It mm-hmm. didn't ever fade away. It was there by my side at every moment. It wasn't as though it would come and go or I would lose sight of it. It was just there radiating into me. And so I made a commitment to follow the guidance because I was being brought from death into life. And so I made that commitment. No matter what, I would follow the guidance and let it move me more and more into being alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think you, you probably couldn't have, have talked it away or, um, you know, disregarded it. It it probably wasn't even a, uh, a possibility. Wasn't a possibility. And I now look back and know that was my destiny moment. I had predestined to become awake at that time, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that. Um, I was very ignorant, um, It wasn't part of what I knew. I didn't understand the spiritual realms. I didn't understand the expanded universe. I had not had any sort of input. And and what they told me was, do not read any books. Just let us show you the way. Interesting. That was going to be my next question. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So all of the information came from, from the Pleiadians. Yes, but at that point I thought it was just God. And mm-hmm. and it was it, because I didn't believe in aliens and spaceships at that point. And it would have been a way too much for me to digest. I don't know how I could have digested that information. So I kept it very simple, just with the love. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then 1994 comes around, and that must have been a shock. It was a great shock because by that time I had followed my guidance, left Australia, moved to the United States. That was where I was destined to bring the teaching and the work from the channel that had opened up through me. And so I was walking through nature. I was still working from as far as I was concerned, the, the God consciousness or from God and that light was still pouring through me and had evolved, and I was totally healed. And I was walking out in nature and turned a corner in the meadow, and there was this huge Pleiadian ship. What what was your first thought? (laughs) To run. (laughs) To run. But the Pleiadians caught me telepathically. They took my consciousness and reminded me of the truth of my Pleiadian self, my Pleiadian family, my pre-agreements to say yes to the mission of being a bridge between the Pleiadians and humanity in this lifetime, the world work I was to do and the platforms I was to hold for humanity. Makes me emotional. Well, me too right now. I am my whole body. I have to say is just, I feel like I'm freezing cold i'm i'm just like tingling all over and yes because <sighs> you know in that moment my pleiadian aspect started to flow into my body it started to reconnect to me in that moment and i don't even remember getting home that day i found myself in bed with my pleiadian aspect and my pleiadian family around me and there were angels around me and light beings. And 
I was actually bedridden for two months. Oh, my goodness. Through that profound transmutation of my Pleiadian aspect coming fully into my physical form and rejoining me. And that was a traumatic, traumatic event because I had to try and come to the realization that I was Pleiadian. I didn't want to be that. I wanted just to be with God. Uh, it brought a lot of conflict up inside of me. And then one day two angels came down and said, the Pleiadians are part of the God consciousness. They're part of God. They're part of the universal God consciousness state. And this is your work. This is your next step to really receive your Pleiadian self and to be out in the world bringing the messages from the Pleiadians for humanity to transmit and be a channel to transmit the light initiations through to humanity. And it was in that moment that I knew the truth of that. And I finally let go <laughs> of my old <laughs> concepts of myself and allowed the full embodiment of my Pleiadian aspect through. And that was a huge turning point because it was only a matter of days before I could get out of bed. I totally transformed. Um, my life changed. And I began moving through the world and being invited all over the world, just like the the floodgates gates opened and I got invitations everywhere to bring that energy into um, different countries in the world. And I've been traveling ever since. At first, 11 months a year I've been traveling. I was traveling for about 15 years all those months. Now it's about six months a year. Um, that I travel and bring those initiations and, you know, but it, it it transformed me and it's transformed many, many people to for them to rejoin their own, own um, you know, energy with their life, with their family of light mm -hmm. because there are many, many galactic life force groups within the universe. The Pleiadians are assisting the Octurians, the Syrians, the reconnections, of all the galactic community, they're part of a universal team. And it's important to understand they're living an incarnation right now. They're not in spirit form. And their mission right now in their incarnation is to assist humanity on earth to go through this transformation. Um, that is their role alongside the rest of the universal community, uh, this resident universe that we live in. They're all here with the spiritual realms to work as a team. Mm -hmm. So, Christine, do we does does everyone on the planet have a connection to a another? Uh, I'm not sure how to say it. Another group, another. Yeah, we are all of us here on planet Earth. None of us originated here from Earth. Mm -hmm. We all have a family of origin that exists within any of the life many, many thousands of life force groups that exist within our universe. Okay. 
So, you know, whether it's Arcturian, Syrian, Lemurian, you know, the, the Pleiadian, I mean, there are so many, and each one of us have a family of origin that's here as a pre-agreement to support us now in our enlightenment process. Wow. You know, I think we everyone thinks they know, quote unquote, who they are, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, maybe it's it's time to look at ourselves differently and consider that there might be something more to who we are on a on a higher level on a grander scale than just this human form this that it's we are so, walking around in it's so important to understand our makeup mm-hmm. we have our humanity and i still am human and i have my human element and i have my pleiadian aspect and the thing is that we have our humanity and then we have our sacred nature and we've been living out our humanity as a reality and the only reality of who we are for lifetimes. But now we need to move our awareness to start engaging with our sacred nature to to unfold and to utilize it, especially now with the, um, the coronavirus here. It's creating a chaos in the third dimensional world. The Pleiadians predicted, they said to me in December, the chaos is gonna get incredibly intense in 2020 and as that chaos expands the light coming onto the planet is also coming in to enable us to work and align to our sacred nature that exists fully intact just beyond the veil it's waiting for you each one of us to consciously engage with who we are within our sacred nature so, Christine, for those who are listening and who are saying as they're hearing this, I want that, I want to connect, what what should they do? Well, you know, we have free live video broadcasts on the, on the website uh, where I do transmissions that are designed to align you or reconnect you into your um, off-planet family. You know, it's it's. It's, it's important to understand our dynamic and who we are. Um, and the first thing is acceptance, that you consciously choose, okay, I'm going to start engaging with this sacred part of myself. Remember, the life force groups are from a higher realm. They operate from sixth, seventh, eighth dimensional consciousness, unconditional love. And so we need that nurturing element of that pure love in ourselves for rejuvenation and recalibration of our systems, the higher dimensional connection of whatever life force group you have within you is here to support you to awaken and accelerate your awakening to the higher realms so that you can live differently here on the earth plane, so you can support your human aspect that is in struggle and fear and lack and limitation. So the higher realm aspect is designed to come in and support your humanity, your human self with love and compassion and patience so that human part of yourself can grow and flourish and heal. And as you engage with that sacred part of yourself, you bring manifestation into your life, self-healing to your physical body. This is the time for self-empowerment. Mm-hmm. And the beings bring the information, the step-by-step processes 
like a recipe to take you right into that reconnection and realignment to who you are naturally, your natural sacred aspects. You know, there's so much fear right now. And I I was just kind of thinking a little bit while you were talking, what, what a difference it would make in this world right now if, if people weren't coming from such a place of fear. Yes, well, fear is a natural, it's probably the biggest addiction of the human psyche. Mm. And so the fear is perpetrated through the ego mind, not the heart. So if you bring your awareness down into your heart space, and there's so many processes on my website, free and others that you pay for, that realign you back into your heart, which is the natural pathway to the sacred that you are, where fear does not exist. Remember, the fear is illusion. It can't hurt you. It's just a feeling perpetrated by the misinterpretation of the ego mind. Mm -hmm. That's what fear is. When you come into your heart, there's peace and truth. And so you start to stabilize yourself in moments within your heart space. Remember, as a human being, we're perfectly imperfect. (laughs) So... It's important to love your humanness and understand that you're going to have moments of separation through the fear. But it doesn't have to be your whole day. It can be a moment of going, oh, there it is again. I'm feeling the fear. The the human, the ego mind has all these stories of what may happen or what may not happen that create the fear, that create the cycles like a bad habit of the fear. You come into your heart and hold your heart space and consciously begin to align to a higher element of yourself, that sacred part of yourself through your heart. Then you start to build the moments of the peace, of truth, that which takes you beyond the illusion of the ego mind, of that third dimensional element of living here on this earth plane, within that limitation. And you start to evolve yourself because you're the only one who can do it. You, no one else can do it for you. Right. You see, the Pleiadians carry and bring the energies and so do the all the energetic realms, but they can't do it for you because of free will. We have to step forward and consciously choose reconnection, realignment, reunion with the sacred that we are. And that's all it is. It's not learning anything new. It's reconnection. And you can just reach forward into your heart, moving beyond the veil, and start to engage the sacred part of yourself through the heart space. And so if you want to go onto the broadcasts that are free on the website, they're video broadcasts where you start to work with me, channeling the energy, you start to open through your hearts and start to consciously engage and realign back to this really profound and natural aspect of your own multidimensionality. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that sounds like such a gift. And, you know, I've often said to people, don't make decisions or choices with your mind. Drop your awareness into your heart and, and come from there because... Um, your your mind can justify anything it can you know it can do all kinds of crazy things but your heart is really where your truth is 
And the Pleiadians are saying, and I just love this, they say, you are who you've been waiting for. The sacred part of you that exists just beyond the veil through your heart connection is what you have been waiting for, you. Your sacred multidimensional heart is a natural tool for you to utilize to rebuild and realign to. It creates that pathway home, which is so essential for all of us right now. Oh, that made me emotional. Thank you. <laughs> and that conscious breath, Janine, the opening up the conscious breath, it's like a, a breath in the mouth and out the mouth. It's like a deep sigh, and and what it does is it bypasses the ego mind, Hmm. and it says, yes, I'm willing to let go, and yes, I'm willing to align to my light. So it creates, it's like the conscious breath, it's a conscious choice action of reconnection to the sacred aspect of yourself. Well, I mean, for myself, I see this as like a next step because consciously connecting to what I call my team, um, uh, which I, I feel, I, I, I'm not sure, but it, it seems to me like they're the ones who are still on the other side and I'm the one who agreed to incarnate. And um, they've always been there for me, but and, and, and they're there for everyone, your team. And I'm going to write about this in in the next blog. But if you don't connect with them, if you don't, they can't help you without your permission. They can't interfere in your life. But boy, since I've been really connecting and asking them for help, it's it's amazing. Um, on my recent trip to Costa Rica, I did some. I I rented a car and I drove by myself the whole time. And I did some really stupid things. I was really scared. And I swear they were looking out for me. There's just no other explanation. (laughs) Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here. (laughs) The support is always with us. We are the ones that disconnect from the support. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important point, that they're not disconnecting from us. We're the ones who are disconnecting. Because the ego mind separates. It creates a separation. That's why when you're in your heart, you can align to that support that's there all the time. And you build your heart connection. And it's only through conscious choice can you build it. And it's about one moment at a time, not doing it all the time. It's like you, the you, people out there listening right now be going, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be in my heart the whole time now. That's enough. But that's not what the ego mind will do. As we're perfectly imperfect in our humanity, we're going to have moments of separation. But every moment you choose to consciously connect to your heart, the moment you do that, you move yourself out of separation and every cell in your body transforms. You change the sabotaging cycles of being human through taking moments, moments of reconnection to your heart. So open up and say, okay, I'm going to do this one moment right now. And then 
that changes things. And every moment you do that is accumulative to rebuilding that connection, that pathway through your multidimensional heart. And so it's moment by moment, authentically aligning for one moment at a time. Everyone can do that. Wow. So you're saying every cell in your body changes? Every, every cell in the body changes when you choose one moment to just open up and align through your heart. Every cell. So you start to reverse the density, the alignment to the illusion with the alignment to the sacred part of your own multidimensional heart. And one moment leads to another moment, to another moment, to another moment. Wow. Now, I can what? imagine if I was listening to this, because I, I do have a way of doing this um, through matrix energetics training. They, dropping down into the heart was a big part of that. Um, but somebody might be saying, okay, so how do I do that? I want to do this. How do I do it? Well, the good news, Janine, is that you don't have to wait for you to become perfect in order for enlightenment. <laughs> There's nothing you have to change about yourself. You are perfect just as you are to start opening up into your enlightenment process. That's key because the lie out there was in order for us to become enlightened, we have to do it perfectly. We have to be perfect. And the fact is with all of our human idiosyncrasies, we can't get it perfectly. We can't do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And so in order to be enlightened, the Pleiadians say, we don't need perfection. We just need acceptance of our imperfection. Interesting. So if you start to start accepting all of your imperfection, all of your idiosyncrasies, and watch them go, there I go again, losing my anger, being impatient, whatever it is, it's okay. I'm allowed to celebrate my humanity, my imperfection. Self-acceptance is self-love. So you open up to moments of accepting yourself just as you are. You're absolutely perfect just as you are. And as you do that, the moments of separation begin to dissolve because it's self-acceptance is the self-love. It's the opening, the doorway to your heart, to accepting your humanness, accepting all of your idiosyncrasies with love and compassion as you watch yourself in your life. Oh, there I go again. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Whoa. And you just breathe and let go and start to embrace that part of your humanness. Mm. And at the same time, you have moments in your heart. And without self-judgment, I think that part's important, that we're just watching ourselves doing these silly things. Yeah, and the Pleiadians say, you know what? It's about every decision you've made, every turn in the road you've made has brought you into a place of experiencing the life you needed to experience. We are co-creators of our experience. So there's no regret for the, I made that decision, I should have done this, I should have done that. No. It's about celebrating your journey, celebrating knowing there's no wrong decision. It just brought you into a learning experience. 
and embracing that. So no regrets, no guilt, no shame, no self-judgment. And this is key. And it's it's like if you if you have, if you open up and just accept yourself, guess what? All the burdens, the responsibilities of what you should have done, what you should have said, just go. You're just opening up to embrace yourself exactly as you are in this moment in time on your human level. And there's nothing from the past that we can change. All we can do is is move forward from this moment. We need to celebrate our past. Mm -hmm. Celebrating our past. We're not a victim. We had our experiences to bring us right to where we are in this moment of time. The collective experiences that we have chosen to have have brought us to who we are in this moment. And we can let the judgment just release it, just let go. Sometimes easier said than done, I think. We're very hard on ourselves. Well, but that's part of not living truth. That's the illusion. Mm. And we either choose to embrace truth or we live out and play out the suffering of the illusion, which we can still do. But we can let go of suffering at any moment. The self-judgment creates the suffering. So it's about how long do you choose to suffer? Well, we must get something out of it. (laughs) Yes, it's a huge addiction. Mm. It's a huge addiction, and it stops us from living life. It stops us from being who we are. And that's okay. You can suffer for as long as you want. You can judge yourself for as long as you want. You can condemn yourself for as long as you want. But as Jesus Christ said to me in Galilee, when he came to me for the very first time, he said, when are you going to take yourself off the cross? (laughs) You're not here to resurrect yourself in this lifetime. How long? You've placed yourself up on the cross and you're the only one who can take yourself down. That changed my life. Mm-hmm. I can see how that would. I've just, you know, Kristen, I've never thought of of this as an addiction. It's interesting concept. Fear is also another addiction. Hmm. It serves us, and when it no longer serves serves us, we can let it go, because none of those things make a difference in your life except to bring you into a place of helplessness, hopelessness, struggle. Mm -hmm. There's no love in it. Mm. So, I mean, that really does give, for me anyway, it's it's a different, because I know so many people who are struggling and are in fear and are depressed and feel stuck, you know, and... They're stuck because they're holding on to the judgment, the self-judgment, mm. the struggle. But, you know, when you let it go, when you liberate yourself, everything shifts in a moment. Then you're no longer stuck. But some people are afraid to move on too, and that's okay. What I would say to everyone out there is just ch- choose the moments And if you want to stay stuck, that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with that experience. 
that can't be judged either. It's not wrong. It's just what you're choosing for yourself in the moment. And it's about being authentic with yourself. If you're not ready to get rid of the fear and let just let it go, then that's okay. I can see where it would be hard for people to accept that they're doing this to themselves. I know. And while we stay a victim, we can never heal. Right. Because it's a lie. That's the illusion. It's just like me as a child being in that cult. I wasn't a victim. I was the one who chose to let go of my power. No one took it from me. No one can take it from me. And I pre-agreed to have my parents and go through that experience so I can hold a very strong platform for the world now. Mm. It's brought me to who I am. It's given me incredible strength and understanding of humanity. I can only imagine. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So, okay. So let's move to today and what's happening now. And when we talked before the recording, you said you had uh, gotten some information about uh, our, our being in this time from the Pleiadians. Perhaps you'd like to share that. Yes, um, this is, you know, the plea. Actually, they, it's hot off the press because it came in this morning. Mm. And it was, I mean, this the Pleiadians have given me a transmission to for humanity to work with the coronavirus in the body to, to actually fortify the cells and fortify the immune system of, with the coronavirus to expand and um, the respiratory system to, to strengthen it and to strengthen the cells, the immune system, to counteract the coronavirus from affecting um, those of us who are ready to work with that. So it's a sacred patterning with sacred sounds, and I'm going to be doing tomorrow morning transmitting a 10-minute video to teach you how to work with those pat the patterning and it's almost like creates a frequency imprint that uh, comes into the cells of the body like a fluid essence of infusion of light, a higher light that we haven't had on the earth plane this until now for the coronavirus to fortify the cells, the, the uh, respiratory system and the immune system. So you work with the patterning, you're given a sacred sound that you bring into the patterning and you start to actively engage with that essence and allow it to come through the body. So it's a 10-minute process that will be available free um, by next Friday and a week from now um, for everybody who chooses to utilize it. So that feels really exciting. Um, and right, it's energetically incredibly powerful and carries a high frequency of love, love vibrations. Mm -hmm. So. So this will be available by the time, because that weekend, <clears throat> excuse me, after it's available is when this will be uploaded uh, onto the internet. So it will be available for people. And, you know, I mean, the this, this COVID-19 coronavirus, it, it's horrible, you know, what people are going through. However, I, I do feel there is a, well, you know, lemonade out of the lemons and, Part of it is it's going to encourage people to, well, let me put it this way, with what you're offering uh, for people to help them, I would guess that 
many more people are going to take advantage of this than they would if the coronavirus wasn't present. Exactly. This coronavirus is here. It's a destiny thing. It was always going to happen at this time. And this is to get the the attention of all humanity uh, for a huge shift to take place on the planet to shift people out of their little cozy rituals uh, which they cling to as a human being and to move them into a place really of feeling out of control and, and it's designed so that they start to reach for the sacred part of themselves and start to engage with that sacred part of themselves through their hearts. This needs to happen. But at the same time, the coronavirus is through rising throughout the planet. It's also there's this light that's flowing onto the planet from the higher realms and engaging on Earth for humanity to be able to more easily realign to their sacred natures. And we've been talking about this during the show. So this is a very important time for all the old structures of illusion to start breaking down, the addictions people are clinging to um, in society to keep them feeling like in control. That's that part of the illusion of the ego mind that they're in control when they're not anyway. Mm-hmm. And really bringing it to a peak, and it's not peaked yet, and it's not going to peak for a while, but but bringing all of this up in order for people to reach for some other part of themselves and start this realignment, their other component of themselves, which is their sacred component. So this is a sacred design for for our planet at this time for a mass transformation and transmutation. Well, I have to say I've been feeling it coming. I, I didn't know it was going to come in this form, of course, but it, it felt like, you know, something has to give on this planet. We just can't keep going on the way we have been. Well, it's true, and it's just a destiny timing for this shift of consciousness. It's also designed to bring communities together. Mm. Mm-hmm. For us to understand that we are a collective worldwide, not in separate countries, but we have to move as a consciousness in a worldwide community and support each other. And we know there's a lot of separation in our, in our government, in America, and in lots of governments, but it's about us having to come together and draw from each other and start to understand this energy of this world pandemic. Uh, that is here for us to learn and grow together. That's an interesting conundrum of bringing us together, yet we're we're supposed to social distance at the same time. But that's an illusion anyway, um, Janine. Doing society as groups and coming together is not coming together. There's so many separating factors and playouts that take place within our communities even one-on-one relationships with the human ego that loves to create separation and discord. And so it's about shifting that consciousness setting. It's actually breaking and shattering some of the old kind of structures that have kept us in this separated state for lifetimes. And they're being shattered right now. This shattering is so important because it will never, ever go back the same way. Interesting. So I think it's important 
for people to to have a sense that because uh, I could see why it might be fear producing for people to feel like things are changing and they're not going back to what they knew that things will be different but to see that as something positive and uplifting which it is yeah yeah it's a lot i'm not saying it's not uh, it's it's easy but birth is not easy hmm. birth has never been easy so there is a birth process, a strong energetic birthing process of light that is flowing through the planet right now with people at home together, with kids at home, people being, you know, forced to be with each other in different ways than ever before without the distractions, you know, of being able to go out and do this or do that. It is going to create a very strong shift of consciousness and life. So really, this is an opportunity. Well, I'm celebrating. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, for me, I'm celebrating because all of my work has been canceled right through to September this year. So I find myself for the first time in 26 years having this incredible space. Wow. (laughs) And it's glorious. And, yes, I'm working strongly with um, the galactic communities and bringing in and channeling things in humanity but I'm also being with me in a very different way and that's to me glorious mm-hmm. and um, yeah financially things are a little you know shaky but I trust and know that I will be taken care of in the ways I need to to have everything I need as I need it and I'm letting go on that level and just allowing things to unfold as they need to naturally and being willing to just be with what's right in front of me in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's very important. I think that that sense of of, of trust that there's the, uh, what I call a scarcity mindset, and not just financially, but just in general. You know that there's not enough for everyone, and that you know that we have to take from others. And then there's the, an abundance mindset, and that mindset is one where we are cared for. We we will have what we need. We will be taken care of, and it and it won't be at the expense of someone else. Well, the thing is, we all have our own divine natural abundance that is separate from everybody else, and everyone else has theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's about us linking into the sacred abundance that we have. It's part of our natural birthright, and that is connected by a heart connection through the sacred. That's where our natural abundance begins to be able to kick in when you start to align through that vast multidimensional heart. It doesn't come from trying to work it out through the ego mind because all the ego mind knows is limitation and lack. So it's about allowing that natural abundance to start opening up through the heart and working through a new road, a new pathway. There are other alternatives, and we need to open up to our abundance and this new pathway that's accessible to all of us, and we each have our own, not more or less than anybody else. That's an important point. Thank you, Christine. It is important, and it's important to understand that we can trust. Trust is not a flimsy word. We can Engaged by just consciously choosing to align through the heart space 
and allow ourselves to open into that abundance, into that trust. It's a strong component of the vastness of our own hearts. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge for many people to trust, to trust themselves, to trust their inner knowing, um, yes. especially when the outside world is saying, you know, no, you can't trust that, or it's that's it's not truth, or it's it can be challenging to trust your inner knowing when you're out of your mind. <laughs> oh, I didn't like the way I said that, but you know, when you're not in your mind and you're really coming from your heart and and that inner knowing that something is right. And I know that everyone out there, or so many people, not everyone have lost their jobs, is really struggling financially. And the ego mind's reeling. It's in fear and struggle. But you can access through the heart space your, your abundance energy. And as you, you link into that, you start the energy of abundance comes to you in so many ways that the ego mind would never imagine. You just suddenly get, oh, I could do this or I can do that. We need to open up to the creativity, and the creativity is from the heart space. So I really encourage everyone out there um, who is really struggling and, and maybe in a lot of fear, not knowing how you're going to pay your bills or, you know, how you're going to feed your family. The heart has the answers for you, the clarity for you to engage with. And I just really want to support everybody out there in looking other than think trying to work it out in your mind and getting into a real confusion and, and fear and hopelessness, despair and struggle and coming down to solutions, real solutions for you in your life through your heart. And, you know, just before you were talking about creativity, it popped into my head, oh, my God the amount of creative solutions that can come out of this for each individual and for humanity could be immense. That's what I'm talking about, Janine, that we need. This time is going to open people up to that vastness of the heart and they will start engaging through their hearts for their day-to-day -day living after this time. And that's what this part of this you know, pandemic's all about, is to bring us to a new place within ourselves. This is self-empowerment. So if someone would like to work with, with your work, <laughs> um, how, how can people connect with your work? Well, Christine, and my website's christinedayonline.com, and there's all sorts of options there. There's my books with my audio files. There's online classes. There's free stuff. For those of you who don't have any money right now, and this free product is going to be incredible that's coming out. I'm so excited about it. It should be out by the time this goes to air. And work with the patterning. It's a 10-minute video for you to watch and work with the patterning. And that opens your heart. I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to work with you in opening up and accessing this pathway of your heart where you can access, you know, that creative energy for yourself in your life mm -hmm. as working with the patterning to activate the energy to offset that uh, coronavirus. So, you know, that will be, that will be free. 
And there will, I'll put links to all of this on the podcast website, realjanine.com. So fantastic. Um, yeah. So I'll have you send me the link to that after it's done so I can put it up. We'll let you know, Janine, as soon as we get it done, we're waiting to hear. Now I'm doing it all in the morning and we're just waiting for the video editing person to agree to do it. And then we will have, you know, it should be even ready, I would say, by Wednesday next week. So mm. oh, that's awesome. Oh, Christine, this has really been a wonderful conversation and so, so timely. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners before we uh, sign off? I just want to remind you all that the Pleiadians constantly say you are who you've been waiting for. It's time to reclaim yourself through your heart. And I want to send love and blessings out to each one of you. And I honor you and all that you are in this moment. So be it. Well, I got another round of chills when you said that. So definitely remember everyone, ChristineDayOnline.com is how to connect with Christine and her immense and valuable and wonderful work um, that she does for everyone on the planet. And um, I'm just so grateful to have connected with you. Hope Gorman, I've had her on the podcast. She's the person who said I really needed to connect with you and she was right. <laughs> it's been wonderful to connect with you, Janine, and spending this sacred time with you. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much. So be Thank you for listening, and thank you so much, Christine Day, for sharing your inspirational story, your wisdom, and how to live in a different way on this planet now, for sharing all of that with us. The podcast website is realjanine.com, where you can listen to or download episodes. You can click on links to my guest information. You can sign up for my podcast bi-weekly blog newsletter. And that way you can keep up on new episodes. There'll be archived episodes, interesting topics, and always healthy recipes. And remember, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. To subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine, go to iTunes or whoever your favorite podcast provider is. And check out my podcast YouTube channel with video slideshows of all of my conversations. Do you know someone who would enjoy my conversation with Christine Day and get something out of it? I'm sure you do. Please share the love with your family and friends. We'd all appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Take care and be well.